Hi, this is Sam, host of the Now Showing Podcast. You're listening to Series 1, Episode 1. In this, we'll be looking over both Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. However, when we record the episode, it came out about two hours. We usually keep them to about an hour. So we decided to, instead of releasing this as one big, long episode, releasing it in two different parts. Uh, slightly later date, this Part 2 will come out. And yeah, this first part is about how the series is going forward and what we've been watching recently and the industry, the news, the, the coronavirus situation. So, enjoy. Five, four, three, two, one, Bazinga. Bazinga. Hello and welcome back to the Now Showing podcast. It has been time since we last recorded one of these. Uh, I'm back. It's been about, I think, about a year. Um, but this is the first episode of Series 1, Episode 1. Uh, we're going to call the three podcasts I recorded last year as Series 0. They're kind of the test pilot and, uh, and I had some problems with with recording and hosting and so much and as soon as I finished recording I had to go to on a month-long holiday and then university but now especially with uh, the coronavirus crisis uh, I, we've all got a lot of spare time and it's allowed us to open up and hopefully we can keep this going for uh, for a while and um, before uh, we had three episodes you know four recorded but three released and uh, and each of them had a different host uh, with me a different uh, guest uh, but now we're moving to a, a more simplified format where I am going to be joined each week, hopefully, by uh, Jordan Link McDonald. Say hello. Hello. Nice to be back on a podcast. Who are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you've started the existentialism already. I thought that was going to be the bulk <laughs> of this discussion of, this, of the films today. But um, no, no. Um, so, well, I don't even know what I am, who I am. <laughs> uh, I've done various writing, journalism uh, fo- mainly football stuff, uh, also a bit of film and TV and uh, all stuff like that uh, over the years. Recently, I've not been doing as much of that stuff. Um, been focused on my masters, but I've nearly finished that. Uh, so I thought it was a great time to get back into the podcasting scene. And given I've been focusing a bit more on film recently, I thought it was a pretty suitable way of getting back into things. Yeah, and. Um... See, we're both uh, we're both sporty people. We're both into uh, to our football. And I've been away, and I've got some valuable podcasting experience. Uh, if anybody is interested in uh, mixed martial arts, you can check out the Gatekeepers MMA podcast on Spotify. And um, and I've been doing work on there with a couple of people, and and that's kind of uh, carried on me on in the podcasting. Uh, you know, getting experience with that, so that should lead well on. And and today we're going to be looking at uh, with the first episode of our uh, I have never seen series, and we're going to be looking at Blade Runner. Um, the classic from uh, from 1982 by, uh, by Ridley Scott, starring uh, Harrison Ford, and its uh, subsequent 2017 sequel, uh, directed by Dennis Villeneuve, and uh, and starring uh, Ryan Gosling and and Ford. And um, I'm going to talk about that because you know, as the, as the uh, as the title suggests, we've never seen them. Um, you know, I think we can both agree that whilst having an interest in films enough to the point where you know, recording a podcast, I mean, this is my second go at it. Um, we haven't seen a lot of the greats. Um, I mean, if you look, Jordan, you have a, 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 a ranking of films that you haven't seen on your uh, on your letterbox. Then I've got to say, you know, even for someone that's missing out some greats, I mean, honestly, your, your list it puts me at shame a little bit here. I mean, you haven't seen <laughs> you haven't seen Lord of the Rings. I mean, you haven't seen Star okay, Wars. Okay, I'll put a disclaimer out there. This this list, okay, sure, there's some films in there that I've not seen at all. Um, but no, some of those films I've seen bits of and pieces and but i've just never sat down to watch them fully uh so i think 
So for example, I hadn't I hadn't until just recently, just before uh Dwight Skywalker, which we won't talk about, um, hadn't seen fully from start to finish uh the original Star Wars trilogy. I've still not seen the prequels from start to finish fully in one sitting. But no, there's some films in there, of course, which I've not seen at all. Um but then there's other films which I've seen enough of to know the general plot and stuff, but just haven't uh actually sat down to watch fully. But yeah, no, I I agree with you that there are some films in there which are shockingly <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think we also get with the series that I haven't seen a lot of great films as well, but, you know, this man has never seen Jaws. But uh, we'll get into, um, you know, so I'll, basically I'm just going to quickly lay out the plans for the podcast going forward and, and then I'll let Jordan introduce the specific series we're doing. But in, in general, uh, obviously we're, we're in the middle of the uh, coronavirus crisis, so there isn't films coming out uh, often. Um, okay, cinemas are coming back soon and some releases will come. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit in the news section, but... You know, there hasn't been films coming out with the exception of streaming services for the last few months and, and a lot of films have been put back and so we need to find something where we wanted to record and we thought, you know, you know, we haven't we haven't uh, seen a lot of films but and I'll get let Jordan explain that. But we think when we're gonna go back, we're not exactly sure on the format, but we imagine it'll be quite similar to before. We'll interest introduce uh, the news, we'll look at one, two, maybe three films uh, around a subject. For example, I don't know, before we did when we did Toy Story, we did childhood films. If if uh, a new, when say for example, uh, Dune comes out, maybe we'll do our favourite sci-fi films, or you know when uh, when the next big kind of horror film comes out, we'll do our horror films, or, or you know the films before it if there's a, a sequel, uh, and that kind of thing. And we'll be trying to do as much as possible for the two of us. We might be able to get some guests on. We have to see, but it's going to be quite similar to before. Just hopefully more com- more often. And uh, with a tiny uh, little extra uh, dash of professionalism in there that maybe was there before. I, I insulted some <laughs> industry professionals last time that I, I-, I regretted. <laughs> and uh, sorry, cast of the uh, 2016 Ghostbusters film. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so it's going to try and try and give it a bit more, uh, bit more of a professional look. And so, yeah, so Jordan, uh, sure. what is this uh, the specific series that we're starting now? It's pretty self-explanatory. I've never seen, but just can you just, you know, flesh it out a little bit? Yeah, of course. So as we've, uh, you know, acknowledged and uh, accepted and admitted, uh, we've there's some films that we've should have probably seen by now that we haven't seen. Uh, so we just thought it would be a nice idea to pull together some of those films. Um, there's some films, for instance, that neither of us have seen. Uh, for instance, Blade Runner and, and Twenty Forty Nine. Um, but then going forward as well, of course, there'll be some films that maybe one of us has seen that everyone's not seen, um, and we'll be picking out a film um, from time to time for each other to watch. Um, and then talking about those as well. Yeah, so towards the end of the episode, we'll, we'll get to, uh, to next week's picks for the uh, the film that we're going to watch. And um, you didn't actually tell me which film I was going to watch. So you've oh, it's a surprise. Now. Yeah, okay, so at the end of the episode, you can tell me what I'm going to watch. But yeah, I think that's all. That's all. And if there's any more uh, updates or, or, or things we're going to talk about when it comes to the show updates, I guess we'll come to them next episode or if I anything happens, you know, whatever episode it applies to. So we're going to move on and move into the actual film and TV talk, the reason why all four of you are listening. So first I'm going to start <laughs> off with uh, what I've been watching. So we're just going to discuss uh, what we've been watching the last few weeks. Um, and, you know, it, it becomes easier, I guess, when we do this every week because I can talk about what I've seen, seen last week and this week. But obviously, uh, both being into to films and TV, you know, we've both been watching a, a fair bit in the last kind of couple of months, you know, they've got a lot of spare time, so I won't go through every single uh, episode and film I've watched, but 
because of Corona, I've been I've moved back home. Uh, I've been living with my parents instead of living at university like I usually do. So, you know, my 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 uh, mum is is in, as into films as I am, if if not more. So, uh, I finally gave in to the great mouse dictator and um, and ponied up my cash and I got Disney Plus. So uh, I I watched. Uh, all of the Star Wars films again, like not all of them, like the the, the newest, the three sequels and the two spin-offs, and I guess maybe we won't go into our <laughs> complete thoughts on them. Uh, I don't know. Let's let's uh, let's not go into like a two-hour, three-hour discussion <laughs> on that. No, but uh, I don't really know what, what your thoughts are. But you know, I watched them back. Um, I thought that the the films. I, I don't know. I think they're all a lot better than I thought they were because I, I always liked Last Jedi, but I. I uh, at the time, I was think I, I hated The Force Awakens, and I was like, "Oh, they're just been so boring. It's so Disney. They're not trying anything. They're just going for the same stuff as, as New Hope." And yeah, it is a bit samey, but I kind of can applaud a little bit more that they were just trying to stick to their roots. And you know, it's it's not how I would have done it as, as the 19-year-old experience I have compared to uh, the multi-million-pound industry that make it. But I just don't necessarily think that that's how I would have wanted the um, the, the series to go. And like I, there is a quote, you know, that I did say last time that <laughs> I don't want to be more Star Wars films. Uh, I, I disagree on my previous statement. I think there is a lot of space for a lot more Star Wars films and, and Titan things in the universe. But, you know, when it comes to Rogue One Solo, watch them both back. Maybe the grid bridge between Episode 3 and Episode 4 has been done now. Maybe you could try and think more. I guess The Mandalorian is between 6 and 7. I haven't seen that. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so I watched that. And then when it comes to after that, we I watched all the MCU because my mum hadn't seen the new ones. Um... And I've got, you know, I watched some for the first time, watched some that I haven't seen since cinema, watched Captain Marvel for the first time, watched that Man from the Wasp for the first time. You, you, uh, you're a big Captain Marvel fan, aren't you? Oh, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think I've spoken to you since you watched that, I don't think. Yeah, I only watched it a couple of days ago. Oh, uh, what um, do you think? You know, um, it's not the best MCU film. Um, you know, there are films above it, you know, Thor Ragnarok, for example. But it was a lot better than I... I guess see, it was one of those films where it seemed a bit chalk and cheesy. Like everyone seemed to either love it or hate it. Sure. And and uh, and I guess I, I'm a lot closer to the love it camp. Um, I thought that I thought it was really it was a really nice little story, and I thought I loved the '90s vibe. Maybe the space troopers at the start didn't really capture me, but when it was back on Earth, I thought, yeah, I, I really liked it. And I was a real big fan. And I think it was uh, a nice way of introducing her, and I wish I'd seen that before Endgame because it was a similar thing for me that um, I hadn't seen. Um, if, uh, either of the Spider-Man films before I saw Infinity War and Endgame and, and Civil War and I thought that Tom Holland's this horrible kid cringy actor oh he's horrible <laughs> because he's cringy in those films uh, and I watched his own films and realised he's not that cringy it's just he's a kid and, and you know it's yeah. just that he and I think it's the same with Captain Marvel is that when you boil down the character it might seem like when you've only got to her as one of like 15 characters at the start of Endgame and, and back at the end of Endgame you know, she might come across a bit arrogant, whereas in reality, she's just powerful and she knows it. And, and I think that she's like a lot more nuanced to the character in the actual when she actually gets to uh, to spend a whole film as the main character. And I think a sequel might show that again. Um, and I think a lot of the backlash for the film wasn't actually to do with the film. It was people's opinions on Brie Larson and, and mm-hmm, yeah. or whatever. But, you know, that's that's a, just another subject that, you know, for another day or whatever. But And then the Wasp for the first time, like, it's a nice little fun flick. And yeah, I've so, still not seen that film. Look, it's no, it's not blockbuster, you know. It's it's, it's not a thing to um to, to write home about, but it's a nice little. It's probably one of the more fun films, you know. I so say the Guardians of the Galaxy and that is a bit more fun, you know. It's, it's fun. And when it comes to TV, um, I've been, I watched uh, I rewatched started rewatching Breaking Bad. I never finished it, you know, so I'm rewatching that. And um, and I've been watching this Titan show. Have you heard of Titans? <laughs> you know this? Is that the DC one? 
Yeah, because I was like, I was in a bit of superhero vibe, you know, watching all the MCU films for the first time in ages, and I was like, oh, I'm getting back into superhero films, haven't we watched them for a while? I was like, I want to go for a series, and I was like, oh, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s five or seven series long, mm-hmm. all the Netflix ones are joined together with the Marvel, so I was like, oh, and, you know, and then there's that the whole, like, Flashverse thing with the Arrow and all that stuff. Daredevil like, and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, and and, and the ones with, like the the CW, so like Supergirl and and the Flash and Arrow and stuff. So I was like, I watched one of the like self-contained ones because it'd be nice. I hadn't heard anyone talk about Titans. And I was like, you know, watching through it, and I was towards the end of the series, and I was like, checked out like the Reddit and stuff. I was like, wonder if people like this. And it's like everyone hates it. It's anger. I was like, I like this little thing. It turns out that apparently the second series is is the shit one, and I'm only halfway through that. But what I've watched, I really liked, and and um, yeah, it's kind of sad when you love something and you like. You know, I'm really enjoying it, and I went to go check out what people thought of it, and then just like boom, backlash. Everyone seems to hate it, so you know, I guess gotta live with that. But you know, if the second series ends up as shit, someone says it is, maybe I'll agree with them. But yeah, it's a nice little series about a bunch. Of, it's a, it's a dark, it's dark. It's like they've gone, you know, the, the such well, a typical thing of superheroes, but darker. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. I was, I was literally about to say about how there's this kind of, you know, there's there's these people who say you know superhero films have been undone and they've saturated and there's too many of them and whatever else they say, but the, the, the con- on the contrary, though, there's like these sort of films that come out every now and again, but people, or TV shows as well, where people come out and say, oh, it's revolutionising the superhero genre, it's taking a different mm-hmm. perspective, you know, you've got Unbreakable, and then you had Watchmen, and then you had uh, The Boys, and all these shows, and it's like, they, they say that, they, you know, there's this idea that they're somehow revolutionising the genre, but it's just kind of, I think that just kind of proves the point that the genre is so, like, diverse and stuff it's not just the same films over and over and over again like even with yeah. captain marvel like you said like you you know you didn't necessarily enjoy it as much as i did but you still thought it was it was decent and i think one of the things i liked about captain marvel was how i think it was it was different to some of the other films in that it was kind of a bit more personal like even with the other origin stories like captain america and iron man and stuff they, they they obviously focus on one main protagonist and you know their origin story and stuff. But Captain Marvel felt a bit different. I feel like there was more focus on her as a person as well as like her powers and all that sort of stuff. Like it was more intimate, and there was a sort of a smaller cast and stuff. Like it was you know obviously her her and and uh, and Fury and stuff was like the sort of the bulk of the of the film. I don't know. It just felt a bit. It felt different in that way compared to some other films that people claim to have revolutionized it and. You know, but I think that is sort of proof that you know the people are doing all sorts of things with you know every genre. You know, sci-fi is not all the same, and uh, horror is not all the same. And now you look at superhero films, and people say you know the MCU is it's become so stale and stuff. But I feel like there's a lot of sort of diversity in that, even in that franchise itself. You know. I agree, and you, know, you talk about the darker thing, I think it's almost become a bit of a trope that I think maybe they over try and darken it, you know, every, almost, it seems like it's constantly they're trying to go for darker, especially with DC, not so mm. much with the, um, with the Marvel films, you know, but, you know, but less so with the Disney films, like even with Fox, they did Logan, which was obviously dark, and um, and DC, they did it, you know, with, with the Nolan trilogy, is, is um, they're a lot darker, and, and Joker was obviously not so, su- it was, it's like whether you count Joker as a superhero film, I don't know, but it's from a DC Comics character, so it kind of is. Um, they're all a bit darker, um, but you know. But again, but again, they're more personal as well. I feel like Joker and Logan. They they're very more like compare Logan to something like X Men Origins Wolverine or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
Or like even the Wolverine, for instance, like they just feel a lot more maybe. personal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, personal. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, 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 right. I think there's also so much elitism around superhero films. Like superhero films aren't like they need to be seen and rated as superhero films. They don't, you know, they're a bit different to, you know, mm. hard to compare, you know, you know, Endgame to, you know, Shawshank or whatever. But it's like, um, I think there's so much elitism around that, like especially with that Scorsese stuff. It's like, yeah. yeah, they are a bit popcorny. Yeah, maybe they're not absolute perfect Kino or whatever. But you know, I think there is so much elitism around it that, like, it's like seen as bad to like superhero films. Like, you know, I um, I, I you know, like I love films and I love film and I love a lot of of classic films. But I'm not afraid to say, you know, I like superhero films. I like Star Wars films. I like a lot of kiddie films because. And maybe that maybe me saying they're kiddie is even elitism. I just think there's a lot so much uh, of a, a bit of you know uh, people always seem to put themselves on the pedestal by like oh I'm so much so above them. But no, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's basically what I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of superhero stuff and a lot of kid stuff and, and stuff. That sounds good. There's a lot. I mean, so, even, you say kid stuff. There's a lot of like politics and you know even like you know this, yeah. this has been this has been you know said and done in by many many like journalists and film critics and stuff. But even looking back to like the original X Men comics and stuff, like how political yeah, yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's it's not just you know, people flying around and killing bad guys and saving the day. Yeah, there's Panther a lot of... Was, Black Panther was quite a political film. I thought that, like, whenever you watched that, I thought, like, I was surprised how upfront they were with the message. I thought it was hidden in allegory a little before. Like, my mind's... My, my memory of the film, I thought it was a little bit more disguised. But then I watched it, they literally say, you know, talking about the oppression of black people throughout the world and stuff. I thought, you know, I thought it was quite a brave move from Disney to, to go out and actually say it rather than have it, like... You know, like X Men is a bit more allegory and and it works and it definitely suits the time when it came out in the comics. But yeah, no, I thought that there was definitely some political messages, um, some hidden and some obvious within, um, you know, even the the Disney films. But you know, moving on, what have you been watching recently? What, what films and TV have you been partaking in in the last few weeks, the last month or however long? Uh, I've watched a couple of things. Uh, I haven't been doing as much because I've been well supposed to be working on my dissertation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's not going, you know to plan necessarily um but no i i i've tried to watch some stuff while i can uh, i watched to be honest i've watched i'd probably say well obviously there's more episodes in tv shows but i'd say i've watched more tv shows than films recently i've watched a couple of films though um i got onto some films i've been wanting to watch for a while but i kind of knew the premise of them and thought watching them would maybe somehow diminish from the quality of the film but then again, when I, I mean, I mentioned this in my review on Letterboxd of one of these films, uh, I watched uh, Fight Club last year, I think it was, or the year before, having known what the, the premise was and, you know, the twist and everything like that and, you know, the, the actual, like, what's going on in that film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, but then I, I loved that film, I thought it was great. And so I watched two of those films, which were kind of similar in vain, really, uh, Memento and being John Malkovich. Um, yeah. And I thought they were great. I loved them. Um, Memento was one I had to really wrap my head around. I think a lot of people feel the same way. Uh, but I love Nolan's stuff that I've seen. One of my favourite directors, probably. Um, obviously, Inception being my number one. Um, but I think, yeah, Memento was, was really... <laughs> you should I do. Seen, I haven't seen Inception. I'm sure that'll be one that we come to in uh, in this uh, film thing to watch thing. But, yeah. but you've not seen Memento either, though. I've also not seen Memento. I'm really oh, okay. bad. I really should be doing this. I'm unqualified. But no, no. I so I've I watched that. I was I won't say too much about it if you haven't seen it. But that was that was really good. Um, typical Nolan style with you know different time manipulation and stuff. Really interesting film. Uh, Being done Malkovich. You've seen that? Um, pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So that was 
uh, interesting as well because I've seen, um, I've seen her, which if you've not seen that as well was which I was going to actually mention yeah. later on in relation to to Blade Runner when we talk about that. But um, Spike Jones, really interesting film. Uh, Being John Markovich again, um, it's kind of this surreal sci-fi slash drama slash romance slash very strange hybrid film um but would definitely would definitely recommend that because i've been meaning to watch that for a while because i've heard even better things about adaptation which is a film from what i've read somehow connected to the writing of being john markovich i don't know too much about it but i've heard that it's very good so i've been trying to get around to those two um but yeah, I've watched a lot of series as well. Uh, oh yeah, I watched Lady Bird as well uh, from your favorite director. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We actually see that was between last podcast and now. That would have been nice if I had a little women podcast because uh, I've got a feeling that I would not be agreeing with many people uh, that uh, that I would have talked to because uh, I seem to be a bit of a uh, hot take on that one. I was not a fan of uh, of Little Women at all. But no, yeah, Lady Bird was was good. Not as good as Little Women for me anyway, but it was still still right, very good. Great then. <laughs> Um, and then TV shows as well. So I've watched a couple of the BBC shows that have come out over the past few years and never gone to watching. So I watched um, Bodyguard. I watched The Missing season one. I've still to watch season two of that. I watched The Capture. Um, all very good. And obviously there's a big debate going on at the moment around the licence fee and the BBC and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, I will continue to happily pay that because the BBC, for me, are producing some of the most interesting, well-written sort of uh, TV stuff that's not, obviously, you know, it's not on the scale or necessarily the budget of stuff like Game of Thrones and the big sort of American stuff, but on, on a British level, at least anyway, like Broadchurch and stuff that I've seen in the past and Dr. Foster and stuff, very, very, um, you know, very good stuff. ITV, no? Yeah, but I mean, just British stuff in general. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, there's a lot, lot of, of really a lot of good, good stuff. Drama. Yeah, it's like maybe they can't afford to do Game of Thrones, but there's. I agree. There's a lot. BBC ITV, Channel Four do some really good, um, pro- high quality drama. You know, I, I watched that. Yeah. Uh, midway through, I may destroy you. I think it's called. Um, oh uh, yeah, I've been me to watch that. Watching that as it's coming out, and it's uh, no, it's, it's really good, and it, it touches on some uh, some more sensitive subjects, and you know, and and, and rape, and and you know, and stuff like that, and drugs and stuff. And it's a little bit more kind of a kind of ultra realistic stuff. Also, um, normal people uh, that's been that's been on recently. That that's um, that's another one that's like kind of hyper realistic and it's a little bit maybe not so um, dark because it is you know the, a good uh, showing of, of normal people. But yeah, I agree. I think the BBC and, and ITV and yeah, there's a lot of really good quality drama. You know, I also watched. Um... I also watched Devs as well. If you haven't seen that, I would recommend that. It's oh, yeah, my mum watched. That. I haven't seen it. Yeah, so that's uh, Alex Garland who did um, Ex Machina and Annihilation and something else. I think that I've seen. I can't remember what it was now. It's gonna bug me. Um, I'm gonna have to check. I'm gonna have to check. It's gonna bug me. <laughs> yep. So yeah, they're the only films he directed, but he has also done a bit of work on. He produced the new Dread film. He produced Twenty Eight Weeks. It was a producer on Twenty Eight Weeks Later. He was a writer on Sunshine. So he's done a lot of sort of um, sci-fi slash dystopics slash you know sort of. He's very interesting though. Um, that was a really good series. I there was certain things I didn't necessarily like about it, and different maybe different directions I would have gone down. 
Um, and I can there's some criticisms of some of the actors and stuff that I can I get on board with, uh, at least to some extent. But as a as a premise, it was really interesting. And Alex Garland, obviously, I'm not sure if you've seen Ex Machina or Annihilation, um, but they're another two really good sort of sci-fi um, films, which bring in a lot of different sort of uh, strands in terms of themes and um, morality and stuff and different stuff like that. So it's really interesting, that series. I would recommend uh, if you haven't seen it and you have seen those films, I would uh, definitely recommend watching that as well. Lovely stuff. Okay, so I think that pretty much wraps up that uh, that section of, of what we've been watching. And uh, I think that it's uh, it's time to go on to... We're going to go a bit low on the news today because we're at the beginning uh, talking about uh, the situation around the podcast coming back and also because there just isn't that much news, you know. Um, if we go back across the whole uh, pandemic, there's been enough news to fill four podcasts, but when we're talking last couple of weeks, you know, it's just there's just not much happening. As a lot of the news is things have been pushed back uh, or there's been, you know, uh, production delays. And I know, like, you know, we were talking earlier about Marvel and they've pushed all their films back uh, months. And... Um, and yeah, I guess I guess that's worth it. You know, a couple. That's one piece of news to talk about is a lot of big films have been pushed back. Uh, the the ones that the first one that happened, I think, that really um, got the, the you know everyone noticed would, would have been uh, No Time to Die, the uh, the last uh, Daniel Craig James Bond film, and um, also uh, Tenet, um, Mulan. Cry. Yeah, uh, Milan, which is better a cry and. Um, I think the uh, Black Widow, you know, to MCU, um, the New Mutants, Mutants film got not pushed back for the fifteenth time. Um, yeah, that that's that's not, that's not even a Corona thing. That's that's not even a Corona thing. That's just a, I don't know. <laughs> that's just a production mess from what from what I've. That film is cursed. Yeah, I mean, well, to be I... fair, speaking of twenty forty nine, it's probably not going to be out by then. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to be a while before we get that film. I think. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of the. Uh, I think that like we're we're okay for TV now, but we're gonna feel the blow in uh, in like six months' time when films or TV should be coming out, but just hasn't been recorded. And you know, I think it all hits home how bad the coronavirus is when they're cancelling showing EastEnders. I was yeah, I was wondering what they were doing with soaps and stuff. Yeah, so they've got like a backlog, and I think they what they were doing was like showing one episode a week or two episodes a week. And I think they just stopped now, which is kind of probably. The most devastating news. Yeah, it's just as bad as all the deaths, really. So, yeah, there, there was that. And uh, but there is some good news when it comes to cancellations and stuff, which is uh, I can't speak for America because they seem to be kind of generally avoiding the uh, the concept of lockdown. Um, but with England, we are everything's slowly opening up now. Uh, we've gone down from t- phase four to phase three, whatever, whatever bollocks that means. And we've now. <laughs> Opening cinemas. I think they're allowed to open from the fourth, but Cineworld. I think view. I think I don't think View is announced, but I think Cineworld, Picture House, all that are opening up on July the 10th, which is great. They haven't announced specifically what films are going to be in what cinemas, but there is good news. Um, I'm a Cineworld uh, card holder. I, I pay uh, 20 quid a month or something, and unlimited films, which um, which sounds a lot of money. You know, it is a lot of money. That's 240 quid a year. But when you think you only get cinema tickets are so expensive now. I need I only need to go twice a month. You know, once a fortnight, basically, to 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 uh, to to make my money back. It's what, like ten pounds, eleven pounds for. A That's the perks of being up north, though. It's like five pound for a ticket. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But you only can pay like four pound a week for going up to mines. Yeah. It's not like. <laughs> so, they are coming back with uh, 
with the a series of classic films. I think uh, they've announced that there's like a project called the Relaunching Cinema Constant Recovery Plan, which includes things such as Breakfast at Tiffany's, Singing in the Rain, The Sound of Music, the Harry Potter franchise, the Twilight movies, Back to the Future, and more recent films, Parasite, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and, and for some reason Military Wives are getting extended uh, plays, which is great. I'd love to see Parasite in cinema again. Um, did you? Was it you never got to see it in cinema? You had to watch it at home. Yeah, 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 and uh, I'm probably gonna go around to see it at cinema. There was a couple of films uh, that I never got to see in cinema that I've only seen at home um, that I wanted to see in cinema. So I might end up going back to watch a couple of those. Um, I know they're talking about the Empire Strikes Back. That'd be excellent cinema. You know, oh, for sure. Back. Yeah. Oof, I think to that, I hadn't seen. Um, you mentioned Shawshank earlier. I hadn't seen that till like last year or the year before, and I only saw it in. But the, it was so good. I saw it for the first time in cinema for its anniversary, and honestly, I'm so glad I saw it in the cinema because there's certain films I feel like even not necessarily films that are like massive epic, you know, IMAX worthy, you know, mm. Interstellar or whatever. It's just I'm not seen either. But um, you know, certain films which I feel like just deserve to be shown in the cinema, and I think that's one of them that everyone always says, you know, is I think it's still the IMDb's highest film, right? Um, at least the last time I checked yeah, it was. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, that's one of those films where, for sure, I think even if it's not necessarily a visual spectacle in the sense it's not got, you know, compared to some of the more recent films, I think for sure it's one of those ones that seeing in the cinema for the first time especially was, was such an experience to see. And you, and you haven't seen the... You haven't seen Back to the Future, which is... Um, Again, one of the ones that I yeah. Well. I think that'd be good. I think, I think both of the films we, we're going to review uh, later, both uh, Blade Runner and its sequel would both be excellent in the cinema, you know, with the, oh, yeah, the, for sure. the soundtracks and, and the visuals of the film. Um, and we'll have to see what we actually think of the films themselves, but I think we'll both agree that, no matter our opinion, we probably enjoy them even more or, or more in the in the cinema. And um, I think you had something to say about some sort of Fortnite news. You just blown oh, no. to me something about Fortnite. I don't know, man. Oh, no. What are you on about? That game. Yeah, there's some Fortnite uh, news. This so, is a Fortnite podcast. So what, what we've established here is that... Um, the Christopher Nolan films are actually uh, canon with the MCU because uh, yes. Fortnite's Fortnite is in is in the MCU, so they Travis might be Scott watching. Is in the MCU. <laughs> on the twenty on the twenty sixth of June, you know, Thor might just casually be watching Inception or something. Um, no, but yeah, so yeah. on in in in, uh, in you know in all seriousness, um, so there's a couple of films coming to Fortnite that are going to be shown. Obviously, there was the Travis Scott music video, which was premiered on Fortnite, and now I don't know exactly why they're doing this. I think it's... I don't know why. Probably to do with the tenant delay, or I don't really know why they're doing it, but um, they're showing a couple of... Well, a few of no one's films, depending on where you are. So, the US is getting Inception, uh, the UK is getting The Prestige, and I don't know where it's getting Batman Begins. He didn't actually say on this. Uh, it, it, it is going to Fortnite, but I'm not sure which region that is. Um, but yeah, I think just a 10 year anniversary for Inception is coming up. I'm pretty sure it's an anniversary for Batman Begins is coming up as well. Like, uh, I don't know which number it is, but it came out around the same time. Um, maybe that's something to do with it. I'm not too sure, but it'd be interesting to see because, um, I don't know how many people who would have been playing, who are still playing Fortnite would have seen those films, like when they came out in cinemas. I, I, like, I'm, I'm out of the loop here. So, like, I heard about the Travis Scott thing, and I, I now I'm hearing about about this, and I know the Tenet trailer, and, and now these films. 
But like I have played Fortnite, but like it was whack back when like it first came out. Like yeah. what 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 do you mean? Like what does this mean? Like I don't sound like a granddad. What is this Fortnite you talk of? Like what, <laughs> what, what, surely it's a it's a battle royale game. Like, what like do you like is there like a place in the map that you can't get killed and you watch I don't, or something? I don't know. I f- I feel like it's probably just I don't know, maybe you go into like the lobby at a, t- a certain time and it like puts you into like an I don't really know how it works. Yeah, I think the like... I think the I think the Travis Scott thing was one of those things where it was like on the map rather than like being shown on a screen on the game if that makes sense. So like Travis Scott was in the game as like a giant avatar I think. And like you could I I think that's how it worked. I'm not too sure, but I think that's how it worked. Um, because yeah. I, I remember like when I used to play Fortnite like years ago when it first came out like you say there were like these events that happened in game that were like progressing the story or whatever and it would be a case of like you'd have to be in a game at a certain moment and then it would happen Um, but like people just stop attacking each other and stuff because like this event was going on so they just kind of like were watching what was going on with a film I don't know what they're going to do whether it's just going to be like you go into the game and it's just in the menu or is it actually in the game like on a screen like a driving theater or something that could be quite interesting i don't know what they're gonna do though yeah actually we should have done a research because i read at the bottom of this article a social space no combat party royale's epic a party royale is epic's new staging ground for live events and primaries both the antics of its battle royale island it's free to hop into yeah so it's like they're trying to make it fortnite into a um into a some sort of media consumption but is it space. Is it just like a corona thing where because people can't like go and see these trailers or these films at the cinema, they're showing them in the game and like after the lockdown like is is that sort of like restrict is like lifted a bit, they're gonna like not have this or is it like a, this is like a going forward is gonna be a new thing that they're gonna do? I don't really know. It's interesting though. I don't know why they're doing it. Like of all the people to show films in Fortnite, I didn't necessarily think that Christopher Nolan would be one of the directors. Think it'd be like Despicable Me or something. But <laughs> I, do you want a humble, a humble brag, a, a little flex here? Not a brag, a, a flex is that I recently purchased a, uh, a VR headset for the first time. I, I bought an Oculus Quest the other day, okay. and um, you know, for for games mainly. But I've been watching films in there, and it's apps is so sick. It's like, like it, it gives you a bit of a headache after a while. But like, I've like Amazon Prime has a great app, and you like you put your headset on. It's like you're sitting in a cinema, an empty cinema on your own like and it's like this prime seating like watching like sitting back watching like a massive cinema screen playing like Futurama oh god it's so good but how Talking so it's not so it's a VR but you just watch a screen in the VR you don't yeah 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 right so it's not like you have like a 360 view or like anything like that it's just you just okay because I, I was sitting I, in a cinema I always wondered like with you know speaking of like Blade Runner and the future of stuff like is there gonna be a point where we have big, there are big VR de- films. But yeah, but like not not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, is there going to be a point where there's like massive directors who are making films in VR and stuff? I don't know, because some directors, like you say, with like Scorsese and stuff earlier, like some some directors don't. I don't know. Some some of them have this sort of conservative approach to cinema. Like they're gonna always produce films for the cinema and they're going to shoot on film and stuff which is fine but maybe I don't know I don't know it's just weird when colour came about when they first introduced colour there was like the old group saying like this colour stuff ain't kino ain't proper (laughs) 
Yeah, but it's just interesting though. Like, is there going to be VR like properly made for VR films where you have to be I in a VR thing? I but also, I always wondered about because obviously in a cinema when you have like surround sound speakers and stuff, you can have you know audio around you and like if someone's speaking to your left, you can have them like on the left and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I always wondered, is there a film like has there ever been a film where, for instance? I don't know how it would work. They wouldn't necessarily work in a cinema. That's the only problem. But say if you had a pair of earphones or headphones on or something, where you could have different audio in, like, both channels, like, left and right, and then you could have... I don't know, like, you could, you'd have to, like, take your earphone out at a certain point of the film. Do you know what I mean? So you could, like, hear a certain thing or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, more like an interactive thing. Like, if you're going to go down the VR route, that's, like, maybe something you could do with audio as well, rather than just, uh... Yeah, I, I, I've i got to admit, if I was a dragon, I would not be giving any dosh for that. I'm taking your earphones out at specific points, I don't think it's well, no, but... the next step in VR. But no, say, okay, say if you had a VR... You have the VR controllers, don't you? Yeah. Um, And you can, well, like, move around. You can, like, yeah, you can, like, move around and stuff. Yeah. So, like, and is there buttons on those? I'm assuming there has yeah, to be, to, like... Them, yeah, yeah. So, like, what if there was, like, a part of the film where, uh, say you're, I don't know, then I guess it's becoming, like, an FNV film now, though, rather than an actual film, and it is basically just FNV at this point. Like, I was just thinking, like, you say you had, like, people talking around you, and you could, like, listen to certain people by pressing, like, buttons or whatever, and, it, like, it would, like, alter the audio or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it yeah. was, like, a detective thing ways. or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we have to see. I think that the the answer is the technology is probably a little off. That maybe it's hard to make high quality productions in VR right now, and it'll take a little while. It yeah. seems like right now the limit is just recording real life scenarios. There's a lot of sports stuff, you know. There, there's like um, I know Amazon have a selection of because Amazon like uh, sponsor the uh, the uh, what's it? I can't remember what it's called. Um, it's the the preseason trophy that um the like loads of clubs play for, you know, like Real Madrid play Arsenal and stuff like that in like little preseason cup and they have amazon have the rights for it so it's like you can watch the games in vr like standing off the right of the pitch which is quite cool um stuff like that but i think when it comes to proper feature length pictures or, or even show length uh, it'll be a while i think but it is nice stuff like the netflix app where you sit in there like a, in a log cabin on the netflix app with, the, with your feet up it, that's quite nice um, but yeah that's it, a lot and just a little, little uh, flex for me there it's, it's this nice little thing and each app's different but yeah it's like sitting in a cinema especially in covid time being able to have the experience sitting in the cinema and watching um you know series four of, of futurama it's just oh it's bliss well that's the thing as well is that you know this this idea that cinema is somehow gonna die and that you know the rise of streaming services and stuff and obviously a lot of films have gone straight to like streaming or straight to you know tv or sky or whatever during this time like there's been films that have just been released you know, like Trolls World Tour or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, some films have just come out and, and never just completely jumped the, the cinema showings. I really missed. <laughs> no, but what, my, my, what the point I'm trying to to get to is like. Trolls World Tour was an Infinity War spin off, or a riff off of. Like, they had to go find like the music stones. Yeah. Each one controls different music type. It's an interesting premise, though, I feel like. It's not. Yeah, a little bit. We, did, I think we actually did it on the podcast. We actually did do this on the National Podcast, I think, episode two or three, like we talked about the we talked about the trailer for it. So shame we can never follow up. We should watch it and see what we think. 
<laughs> I've never seen. I've seen. Trolls I've seen before. the first. I've seen the first trolls. I, You've I, seen I, the first trolls. Are you not lucky, not lucky bastard? Not through choice, through the fact that my little sister loved the film. But no, okay. so, but no. In terms of like, um, I forgot what I was saying now. In terms of oh, films going straight to streaming. Yeah, straight to streaming. So people are saying, you know, this is marking the you know cinema is dying, and you know people are gonna want to watch films at home and stuff. But I, I feel for me personally, at least anyway, I'm not sure how you feel, but it this whole Corona thing has just made me realise how much I loved going to the cinema. And yeah, I've talked to people that are just like, oh yeah, I prefer watching films at home, but like now it's like I had honestly, I disagree, I couldn't disagree more. Like, no, because I love yeah, that smell of popcorn, man. Because like, there... in that vibe. Yeah, you mentioned like films that we'd seen recently, um, and I didn't really mention these ones earlier because I had already seen them. But I'd rewatched uh, with my family, various family members, some of them at the same time, some of them just on their own and stuff. But uh, with different combinations of family members, I'd seen, I rewatched Jojo Rabbit, um, 1917, and Knives Out, and 1917 and Knives Out. Not so much Jojo Rabbit, but the other two for sure. Um, for me, the cinema was just so much better of an experience watching those films, like especially nineteen seventeen. Like, I watched it with my dad, and he really liked it, and I, I really, really liked it as well when I when I watched it the first time. Second time round, I don't know, it didn't have the same feel. Like, obviously, it's just not the same when you don't have like the surround sound and the massive screen and the really good quality and just the atmosphere as well. I feel like going to cinema and just sitting down with a bunch of other people, um, as as annoying as they can be sometimes. <laughs> It's just a completely different experience, and for me, at least, anyway, the whole Corona thing has just shown that I just miss going to cinema so so much because, like you say, with with Blade Runner as well, like I I just feel like watching this at home is completely different to going to cinema and, and watching it. And um, I I, I think I'm a bit more surprised to say that Knives Out, which I, I did I saw I saw all three films you, you said in the cinema, um, but I'm surprised to say that Knives Out because I thought that would, that sounds like uh, a bit better, but I can I definitely I'm not surprised at all with 917. I think that. Like, and uh, and the films like big scale, you know, especially like I think Dunkirk would be the same as big scale war films with the really really good uh, clear audio with the, you know you can hear the bombs uh, around yeah. them and all that stuff. I think and then the the, the such good uh, cinematography for that film. Obviously, like some people think it's a bit gimmicky, but you know with the with the, the, the faux one take thing. But yeah, I think that film definitely would be so much more of an improvement in cinema. And some films are just built for it, and, and some films uh, can translate well, but. I don't think that's necessarily a knock on the film. I think you make all films for, for cinemas. And I don't think that films... People talk about cinemas dying, as you say. I don't think they all ever will because I think that maybe the number of cinemas will decrease, maybe the sales will go down a little bit. But I think that wanting to watch a film... I Obviously, I'm a person that wants to watch a lot of films. When wanting to go to the cinema and wanting to watch a film on streaming services is a different emotion. You know, it's like... Um, I, I'm never going to lose that want to see a film. I want to see a film, I think... It's just like it's like it's, people are always going to want to pay money and sit in the cinema because it's so different. It's a completely different experience. I think it's it's barely comparable to sitting in your bedroom and watching it on Netflix. I think there's always part of us that will always keep fucking to the cinema, um, and maybe it will, it will struggle a bit. But I think there's definitely a place that it's not going to be able to be filled by by streaming services. Yeah, as well, and some films as well are just like there's okay. There's some films that you can get away with watching at home and. You know, Knives Out, you said there, I personally felt it was a lot better in the cinema. Like, I really enjoyed it the second time around as well. And obviously, it's one of those films where once you've seen it once, you pick up on a lot of things and it's more interesting to sort of, you know, unpick things as they as they unravel in, in the story once you know what happens. And watching it back is, is always interesting. But even for me, that film was just so much better in the cinema. Um, and But the, you can get away with watching those films at home 
um, and still enjoying them and still thinking they're really good. Whereas there's just some films that I feel like have to be shown, that like you have to watch it for the first time at the cinema. Like, I've mentioned about like Interstellar and stuff and how I've not watched it yet because I feel like it's not going to be as good if I watch it at home. But even that's a film I know that if, when I do watch it at home, I'm still going to enjoy it. Whereas like, if, I, if I'd have never seen... I don't know, like Endgame or uh, I don't know, certain, like, I don't know, I can't think of an Avatar. Exactly, Avatar, right? So, the, like, Avatar, Endgame, uh, some of the new Star Wars films, um, just other films, I feel like if you don't watch that for the first time in the cinema, it's just never go- ever going to be the same. You're just never going to get the same, like, emotions and feelings and just take the same things from it. I feel like if I'd have not seen Endgame at the cinema... Um, I don't know. I just that's just one of those moments I'm never ever ever gonna forget. Like Endgame in the cinema, just because it was just so, just the scale of it was just so epic. And like I feel like watching it in the cinema with people, because I watched it at midnight screen as well. Um, so obviously no one there had seen it either, and it was just like I don't know. Everyone was just so. Yeah, when when the wasp came back, everyone just everyone, the wasp shows up for the first time. Everyone's in the scene like, yeah, let's go. See, that's the thing as well, though, is that uh, comparing to like American, because I've watched like some of the yeah, like, reaction videos, and like American cinemas seems to be so different as well. Like, there's a lot more interactivity and like audience reaction. Yeah, like when Cap wields Mjolnir. Spoilers: When Cap wields Mjolnir, uh, when Cap wields Mjolnir, yeah, everybody like starts cheering. Like, if that was in a fucking yeah. English cinema, I'd be like, well, "Shut up, you twat! I'm trying to watch a fucking film here." Yeah, and you're shouting about like. So everyone was screaming on those reactions whereas like when that happened in, in the cinema for me on a midnight reaction on a midnight premiere where no one had seen it it was the first time it was the first show and people obviously were there loved the films wanted to see this film and it was just like there was some kind of like oh my god shock moment you could feel in yeah, the room but yeah, it wasn't the it, but it wasn't like cheers and stuff and it was I don't know but even right. even that it just wouldn't have been the same I don't think if I'd have seen that for the first time not in the cinema no, no, I, I agree, and uh, I agree wholeheartedly. And um, I think we—it's almost time for us to go on to the uh, the subject of the episode, uh, Blade Runner and its sequel. Before, I'm just going to quickly—I'm not—I don't want to spend too much time on this because we're running over anyway. But I just want to quickly add in that, like, whilst I—so I've mentioned it twice already on the podcast—that you know, when I first talked to Jordan about doing this, he said. Oh, I listened to the original podcasts. I kind of cringed a bit and thought, "Oh God, did he not know what I'm doing now?" Because the original <laughs> podcasts are a little bit uh, on the uh, on the the wild side. But I uh, I apparently said that I think that they'd done all the stories that needed to be told in the Star Wars universe. Which maybe it was before I had seen Rise of Skywalker and and Solo and such. And you know, maybe before I completely uh, got my head around and how much I actually do love the universe and. And that whilst maybe there's no more Skywalker stories to tell, I think there's still like it's a very good universe. I like the aliens and stuff. Um, but I do think that my point isn't lost um, on the idea that they are milking franchises, popular franchises, to a ridiculous point. Because I just found a uh, the other day I saw this article back from um, about a month ago now actually, so it's been some time, but it's just been in my head since, which is that they are making a third Jurassic World film which is the third of a reboot anyway. So it's the sixth Jurassic Park film. So basically they bring dinosaurs back and oops, they go mad. And it happened six times now, or this will be the sixth time. But but Jurassic Park original, you know, it's a classic. It was great at the time, whatever. And the Jurassic World, I I haven't seen the second one 
much of it to be honest so I can't give too much of my thoughts but I saw the first one and it was it was, it was a nice little remake but Jurassic World Dominion the, the director um, was asked I believe it was the director who actually I don't know who is directing it uh, oh no yes yeah, so it's uh, Colin Trevorrow um, and he they asked him if uh, it was the end, this was the uh, the end, because obviously the original one was a trilogy, is this the end of, of Jurassic World? And he said, it's not the end, it's more of the start of a new era. The dinosaurs are now on the mainland amongst us, and they'll be there for quite quite some time, I hope. How are you no. going to do any more Jurassic Park stories after the sixth one? It's All the right, same so film. It, this is what's putting me off, because I've... I've definitely seen you know parts of the original Jurassic Park um it's one of my dad's favorite films the original one like he loves the film and like how it holds up and stuff but I don't understand like there's this obsession like it's, I don't know I don't sound hypocritical coming off the back of that superhero talk <laughs> but there's this sort of I don't know what it is with this idea with like big monsters like dinosaurs or like Godzilla or King Kong or whatever like they're doing these Kong versus Godzilla mon- movies right when I first saw verse. when I first saw that trailer for uh King of the Monsters no not King of the Monsters what's the is that what it's called King of the Monsters the one where it's Godzilla, like Godz- King of Monsters yeah Godzilla where he fights King Kong is that that one that's Godzilla versus Kong I believe is that out yet uh, no I think that's been pushed back for Corona maybe or, that was, or it came out this year I feel like it came out already, or there was, there was a film which came out. Uh, came, it, it's upcoming, hasn't come out yet. So the last, okay. one was, the last one was... The last uh, one was the big Godzilla one, and they've already done Kong. Yeah, okay, it was the Godzilla one, King of the Monsters, right? Yeah, that's the second so, Godzilla film. Yeah, and I remember seeing... I mean, no, maybe it's the trailer for the new one that I've seen. Maybe I've seen a trailer for the new one. Because I remember seeing a trailer in the cinema of, like fairly recently. Yeah. And I was just like watching it, and I was thinking, why, why? Like they've already established that Godzilla is king of the monsters, and now they're having a Godzilla fighting King Kong because why? Like there are it, over forty it, Godzilla films. It's just this obsession of like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just don't. Maybe just don't find it interesting. But to me, this idea of like just giant titan monsters fighting each other it, it's just i don't know I, I don't know what it is i just i just watched the trailer for that film and i just thought i just don't have any interest in watching this film like i want i've still not seen kong skull island and i kind of want to watch that but just because i've like just from what i've seen of it like the effects and stuff and stuff like that and i also i don't know there's just i'm still it, scarred I, from the penis monsters in the peter jackson one <laughs> what? The, the, in the uh, in the gods in the King Kong film that Peter Jackson made in like the two thousands, like all the all of the it goes to like the Kong Island. And it's like all the monsters look like massive cocks. Okay, I think I've seen that film, but when I was very young, so I probably just didn't. I, well, I think know. I actually did as well. I think even at the time, my like seven year old dirty mind, even <laughs> at the time. No, but I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just being a bit. I don't know. What the, maybe it's been hypocritical or something, but. Well, I think there is an audience that like it. You know, like for me, I don't think there needs to be eleven Fast and Furious films, but it's not made for me. But I just think that like Jurassic Park is just like, how can you tell anymore? You know, that surely that's it. Hi, 
Sam from the Future back again to say it's the end of part one. We're releasing part two in the coming days, looking at the actual film Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 and announcing what the next episode will be. Uh, episode two itself will be coming out on Friday the 3rd of July and that will be looking at a new set of films. But until next time, thanks for listening to the first episode, the first part of the first episode really, of, uh, of the Now Showing podcast.